Hi everyone, so glad that you're here today. We're going to have a great morning this morning. We are already having a great morning. Isn't it amazing the worship that we just experienced earlier on? I love our senior ministers. Like we've just recently celebrated they, their 20 years of being our senior pastors. So amazing. They have changed my life, my own personal life. They've been pivotal in, in just growing me spiritually with their leadership, with their vision. But I know that that's the same for a lot of you, many, many people out there. But I just want you now, like, let's just give them some love. Like, let's put some claps happening there on the screen. Hit that love button. I like that because that's easy. Hit the love button. Hit the love button now. Oh, my goodness. So good. In 2010, I wanted to upgrade my furniture. I wanted to get some new carpet. It was I thought I would love to do that, but I didn't have the money to do it. I figured out it would be around about $17,000, but my bank account balance at that time, uh, nowhere near that. Anyway, there is a scripture in the Bible in Psalm 35:27, and it says, let the Lord be magnified who delights in the prosperity of his servants. Now, that was a, a scripture that I... I wanted that scripture and I wanted to make it personal. So I used to say, God, you're amazing. And I know that you delight in the prosperity of Teresa. Yes, you do. Yes, you delight in my prosperity. You want me to be prosperous. I started saying that over myself because mainly I believe God did want that, but I wasn't 100% certain that he wanted it for me. For other people, no problem. For me, mm, not so sure. Anyway, one night I had a dream. And I want to share that with you. This here, my dream journal. I write them down. So this is on the 14th of October, 2010. I had a dream that I was sitting at my computer and I went into online banking. And I was looking at my bank balance and my bank balance was $20,487. Boom, like... Who knows? That's a good dream, right? You don't have to be a dream interpreter to work that out. I'm so excited. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, that's so, such a good dream. And sometimes dreams can be symbolic, but I really felt, I mean, it was my online banking account. I saw it. I'm going to have that balance. In fact, when I woke up, it was so real to me. I felt like I'd encountered God on the inside. Something about it, it was just like, oh my gosh. I woke up thinking, was that a dream or was that real? Was that a dream? Anyway, of course, I raced around to the computer, looked up. Uh, nah, the bank balance was what it was the day before, not $20,487. But do you know what happened? In that moment, something changed on the inside of me. I had encountered God in that dream. Now I believed it. I knew somehow, some way, there was going to be $20,487 in my bank account. Didn't know how, didn't know when. It didn't matter. I knew it was going to happen. So it came to November 2010, and I had had to re-lodge a couple of tax returns because of some investments that I was involved in. And at that time, I was thinking, oh my goodness, I hope I don't have to pay more tax on that. Anyway, I got refunds of 18 grand. I know, isn't that amazing? $18,000, I know. Like, give, give it, come on, give it up for God. Give him a clap. I mean, that is so good, 18 grand. Then I went into 
my online bank account. What was the balance? I know you're all talking about it out there. I know that you're thinking, oh, it must be 20K. Yeah, you are correct. 20,000, what is it? $487, exactly. Not a dollar more, not a dollar less. God wants you to encounter him. He is real. So I'm going to be speaking to you about how. How can you encounter God? How can you get a fresh encounter with God, even if you've had one? We want to have, I don't want to live off my encounter with God back in 2010. I love fresh encounters with God. So right now, uh, you know, the title of my message is Fasting for a Fresh Encounter. But right now, like, let's just close your eyes. I would love to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you that you're here. I thank you for your presence. I thank you, Lord, that today people are going to encounter you. I thank you, Father, that as I speak, Lord, it'll be your words, that you will touch hearts, that you will move things on the inside of hearts and minds. I thank you, Lord, that as we speak together, Father, you will reveal whatever it is that you need people to know. In Jesus' name, amen. Everyone said amen. Amen. So 2020 at C3 Powerhouse is the year of supernatural breakthrough. Pastor John spoke last week about the ingredients of supernatural breakthrough. See, supernatural breakthrough actually comes from encountering God. So what does an encounter with God look like? Encounters are those events that you will never forget. You will always remember them. An encounter is defined as, you know, in the dictionary it says, to come upon or meet, especially unexpectedly. That's an encounter. Like you might be at the shops and then all of a sudden you meet a friend that you haven't seen for three years. That's an encounter with that person. Now, a God encounter is a defining spiritual moment which changes when you, when you are, when you, you know, which changes you, sorry, from the inside out and it empowers you for a supernatural breakthrough. Lucy spoke earlier about encountering God, even though she'd had God in her life. And you might be thinking, well, I don't really have a relationship with God. A bit later on, I'm going to give you that opportunity. You're going to encounter God, and I'm going to, I want to give you that opportunity to, to invite him, to follow him, to have him in your life. So how can we encounter God? The, number one is to position yourself. Today, you've positioned yourself, like you're watching today. In Jeremiah 29:13, it says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Seeking is an action word. It's active engagement with God. It doesn't happen on its own. Encounters can happen anywhere. You can encounter God wherever he decides that he wants to meet with you. It could be at church. It could be at a prayer meeting. It could be during worship. It could be asleep in your dreams. It could be reading the Bible. It could be getting together in a group. It could be going for a walk. It could be in your quiet place. There are so many places. It could be anywhere you can encounter God. This morning, I mean today, in worship, when we had our worship, you could have encountered God then. When I first came along to church, 
I'd be totally fine, but then as soon as the music started and they started singing, something would happen on the inside of me, and I went from being totally fine to crying. Oh, I was not happy about that, because I've got to tell you, I was not a crier at that time. In fact, probably a little bit angry and controlling. But, but anyway, I would go from, you know, totally fine to like, and sometimes, you know, really like snot bubbles and everything, like just sobbing, like horrible, terrible. And, and I used to think like, oh my goodness, what is going on? But what was happening is I was encountering God. God, his spirit was on the inside of me. And the pain and the hurt that was on the inside, you know, the crying was part of releasing that. But there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about how God pours his love into our hearts by his spirit. So as I'd be worshiping, like, yeah, I'd be crying and some of the hurt would be coming out and God would be pouring his love into my heart. And I'm sure he was doing that to you during worship. Lucy, she spoke about Encounter Day. We actually just finished an Encounter Day a couple of weeks ago. And uh, one of the ladies doing, like participating in that, I got a scripture for her, and it's in John 8.36, and it says, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. And I just saw new life around her. I saw flowers sprouting up. I just saw life. And, and not only that, I saw the beauty that was in those flowers and the beauty that would come from her sharing her life. And as uh, like I was speaking about that, straight afterwards, another team member said, oh my goodness, I saw the same picture for her. He was telling me, I saw the same picture and the flowers, they were tulips. Well, this person, she starts, she's a little bit teary and she's like, oh my goodness, I just finished doing a jigsaw puzzle of a tulip. So God was speaking to her. He shows himself real. She encountered God that day. God is real and he loves you and he wants to be a part of your life encounter God. So we, you know, first thing, position yourself. And the second thing is fasting. Now, you might not have ever fasted before. I'm going to tell you some things like fasting is not, fasting is not going without food for a period of time. That's called dieting. That's right. So that's not fasting. We're not fasting to uh, earn God's favor. And we're not trying to get him to do something. We're not trying to twist his arm. You know, like, if I do this, God, then you do that. It's not about that. What happens is when you fast, you know, there's a purpose. It, it produces transformation in me. When you fast, there's transformation that happens. It, it, I become clearer, more focused. My attention and dependence go towards God. So this is what fasting is. Fasting is giving up some food for a spiritual purpose, to bring us into a deeper, more powerful, closer relationship with God. In Matthew 6, it says, uh, Jesus, like, Jesus provides a pattern of how to live as a Christian with three power-producing areas. In Matthew, it says, uh, giving, praying, and fasting. And it's talking about when you give, when you pray, when you fast. It's saying when. It's not saying if you pray, if you give, if you fast. It's saying when. We're called to fast. We are called to fast. So it says, you know, when you give, when you pray, when you fast, God 
rewards you openly. He will reward you. In the Bible, Moses, he fasted for 40 days and received the Ten Commandments. Big deal, yes. Daniel, he fasted 21 days and he received a vision of what would happen to his people in the future. Jesus himself fasted 40 days before he was tempted by Satan in the desert and then he commenced his ministry of miracles. All fasts in the Bible, whether they were one day or 40 days, brought reward. Earlier this year, we had a seven-day prayer and fast time in February, and I had an investment. Uh, I still have that investment, by the way, but I had an investment that's been put on hold for two years. Painful, so painful. And I thought, well, I'm going to fast for a breakthrough for that investment. Our fast and prayer started on the 24th of February. We were waiting for a contract to be signed. There'd be so many uh, hiccups and obstacles. But on the 26th of February, a couple of days later, that contract was signed. Bam! Fasting is powerful. If you need a breakthrough in your life, join us in our fast, which I'll talk about a little bit later. John G. Lake, he was a healer and an evangelist. He was born in 1870. He was one of 16 children, no TV back then. So during his youth, eight of his siblings actually died. He hated sickness, grief, and death. He hated it. He saw a lot of his brothers and sisters die. So he, he, had a, he was a man with a vision, and his vision was to bring the fullness of God to every person. He, he himself was prayed for, and when he was prayed for, uh, at that time, he was suffering from rheumatism, and he, his legs were twisted and distorted from the rheumatism. He was prayed for and instantly was miraculously healed. So he took his brother, who was an invalid, and his sister, who had breast cancer, right on back there, and his wife, who had a serious illness. They thought she was close to death. He took them back to where he had been healed, healed and they got prayed for, and they also were immediately, instantly healed by God. God is a healer. God is a healer. So he fasted. He, he decided, I, I, I want this. I want to see people healed. I want to see them have the fullness of God. So he prayed for nine, prayed and fasted, fasted and prayed for nine months. That's a long time, I know, but for a greater presence of God. And at the end of the time, he said that it had changed him. I'm sure it had nine months of prayer and fasting. But he, after that, he went through a season where he could lay hands on any person. And he could tell what organ was diseased. And he could tell what extent of the disease. He would visit hospitals and begin to diagnose cases that doctors had been unable to analyze at that time. And the doctors later testified that his diagnosis was correct. On another occasion, he let doctors witness the power of God as he prayed for individuals. They would actually attach the instruments that they had back in the day to patients like microscopes and x-ray machines so that they could watch the tissue begin to be restored and human cells respond to the power of prayer. Over a five-year period in South Africa, he saw 
Over a million people give their hearts to God. He planted 625 churches. He raised up over 1,000 local ministers. Then he moved back to America in Spokane, Washington. Between 1915 and 1920, it was named the healthiest city in the world. There were 100,000 medically confirmed healings in five years. There were healings of cancer. There were healings of uh, paralysis, rheumatoid arthritis, kneecaps getting replaced, so many different miraculous healings. And it was all because John G. Lake, he encountered God. He got God on the inside of him. He saw supernatural breakthrough in healing. You know, you might be watching now, and you might need supernatural breakthrough in healing. Maybe you've been unwell. Maybe you've just had an operation. Maybe there's been something that you're thinking, how am I ever going to get through this? I want to pray for you right now. I want to pray for the power of God to meet you where you're at. I want to pray, and, and you are going to feel the presence of the Holy Spirit right where you are, whether you're watching at home or at the beach or wherever you are. God is going to minister to you. Just close your eyes. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for your healing power. And right now, Lord, I just thank you that you are pouring your healing power over those that are watching right now. I thank you, Lord. We call you healed and whole. I thank you, Father, that there is health to their bodies and strength to their bones. Right now, Lord, Holy Spirit, pour out your healing power. In Jesus' name, amen. God is a healer and he loves you and he wants you to encounter him. I encourage you. Get involved with our seven days of prayer and fasting, which actually starts next week, the 12th of July. There's lots of different ways you can fast. It might be a meal or it might be you just eat fruit and veg, whatever it is. But commit yourself to fasting and praying. On the 12th of July, we start. If that's you out there and you're going to commit, make a commitment right now. I want you to put yes right now in the chat. I want you to give me a thumbs up if that's easier. Whatever it is, commit now. We're going to see the power of God. We're going to see His supernatural power. Right now, I want to pray for that. I want to pray for every person who's responded, who's committed to joining us in our seven days of prayer and fasting. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I just thank you, Father, that you see every thumbs up. Lord, that you see every yes and amen. And I thank you, Father, that as we encounter you, Lord, during prayer and fasting, Father, that we will see supernatural breakthrough, supernatural breakthrough, Father, in healing, breakthrough in finances, breakthrough in people looking for work, breakthrough in marriages, breakthrough in restoration of families, breakthrough in work. Thank you, Father that you have already gone ahead of us, that you love us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, I am excited. 
Next week when we start, join us. You're going to see and encounter the power of a living God.